Hey beauty, this podcast is a powerful gallery of raw real life stories and the reasons that led these women to reach out to do a boudoir and glamour session and it was created to give voice to my clients, also known as bombshells, to share their beautiful stories as means of inspiration to other women as well. We also talk about body and mind wellness for the modern women with special guests. Welcome to the Bombshell Tells All podcast. I am your host and photographer, Daisy Teixeira, America's number one body image advocate. Hello, beautiful Bombshells. This is Daisy Teixeira. I am your photographer and host for this podcast, The Bombshell Tells All. And today I have a beautiful, wonderful, amazing guest, Emmy. My beautiful Emmy, she's here sitting with me. I'm looking across her and like across her eyes and we are exchanging that beautiful smile back to each other, but I have a mask on so she can see it. <laughs> But jokes apart, I am so happy and I'm so honored and I would say even proud of this woman. We have been through a whole process to plan for her session. For the very first time she got in touch with me, I was able to start to get to know her a little bit more. And the person that I met and that I started to, to get to know was this beautiful, wonderful woman, because she has this light inside of her that sometimes she doesn't even know that is there. But I do know because once I start talking and chatting, not only to plan her session, but, you know, it happens. You, you kind of start getting more personal with each other. And I was able to learn more of the reasons why she was here and why she decided to do a session. And it goes way deeper into, you know, ourselves. Like it's, it goes way beyond just taking the pretty pictures. The pretty pictures are definitely amazing to have, but the main reason so many people don't know, and that's why we're doing this podcast today. I definitely want to, to thank you, Emmy, for doing this, you know, because I understand that this is another step in that whole process of loving yourself and acknowledging when you are growing out of that shell. And Amy actually saw her album today. She came here. We are here at the studio. She just saw her album. It was breathtaking, especially to see her giving me all those beautiful smiles and like we were, we were seeing it together. And she was amazed with all the pictures. And I'm so proud of you for all that we have been coming. And again, thank you. So, Amy, let's start with, you know, a little introduction. Just tell us a little bit about you and whatever you want to say. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Amy and I am 46 years old and I live here in Urbana and I'm a single mom of two beautiful daughters who are grown and almost out of the house. So I'm almost an empty nester. I work as an executive assistant for a big pharmaceutical company <laughs> in the area. And I recently became full-time caretaker to my mom, who was just diagnosed with cancer. So she's moved in with me and my life has basically been turned upside down by that. So I'm 
going from almost an empty nester to going backwards somehow. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, me in a nutshell. Okay, wonderful. I remember when we were actually having a chat on the makeup chair, you mentioned that it is common for Latin, like um, Southern Latin cultures to mm -hmm. take care of the elderly. Yeah. So going back a little bit, even more on your story, tell us a little bit like where you were born and why you keep traveling in between countries. So I, my mother is American. My father is Dominican. So my mother's American. My father is Dominican. I was actually born in the United States, but very shortly after I was born, when I was just a couple months old, um, my mother and my father took me down to the Dominican Republic and I was raised there. So I was raised in a Dominican household with, you know, surrounded by Dominican culture. And basically Spanish was my first language. And but yeah, you know, talking about the way that our culture is, most Latin countries, I think, share this this traditional way of kind of giving back to our elderly parents when they are too old and frail to take care of themselves. So when my mom was diagnosed, it was definitely not an option for us to send her to like a nursing home or, you know, think of her taking care of herself in any kind of way. I mean, it was absolutely a no brainer for me to to take her in. Yeah. And I mean, out of all my siblings, it made the most sense for me to do it because I am single. I have my own place and I have apparently the most time. <laughs> By nature, I think I'm a very maternal. I just have that kind of personality. I like having, I like taking care of people. I like making sure that people are comfortable and content. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it if she had gone anywhere else, I, it would have made me miserable. So as difficult as it is having her there, not having her there, but as difficult as the situation is, it I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely not. No. That's admirable, absolutely, and I'm sure she feels very content and happy, and she understands, of course, uh, the whole change that came around your life, but I'm sure she's very appreciative of what you're doing. If you're able to do it, it's, it's a very beautiful gift to give back to a mother. But tell me a little bit about the Emmy that is here today. If you had a piece of advice to give that Amy that was like, let's go back like 20 years ago or, you know, to an important moment in your life. If you had a piece of advice with, you know, from the Amy that is here today to that younger Amy, what would that be? I'd probably go back even further because I was, I was married very young. I had my children very young. And one of the things that I definitely would would have advised myself and, and anyone else at that, you know, early 20s age is to not rush things. I feel like I was in such a hurry to settle down and start a family and that when it happened at a young age, I, I kind of just jumped in and didn't look back. But I wish that I had done things before that that I that are probably impossible for me to do now, you know, like traveled more or gotten the job that I really wanted to get instead of focusing on getting a job that was going to pay more, or, you know. So yeah, definitely don't rush. There's always going to be time to meet a husband and have babies. <laughs> But once that happens, it's a lot harder to to go back and do those things that, yeah, I mean, you just never know where life's going to take you. It'd be one thing if I had gotten married and we were still happily married and we were wealthy and comfortable and we could travel and do all those things. But, you know, things don't ever turn out the way that you expect them to. So even though it's kind of ironic that I am about to be an empty nester, 
now my life has taken such a sharp turn with me being the caretaker of my mom. Now I can't, I still can't do those things. So like I said, you just never know what life's going to throw at you. I love that perspective that you just shared with us. This is definitely a very good advice for anybody, really, because when things are meant to happen, they will happen. I mean, there is always something positive coming out of every situation as long as you have the right mindset to look into the positive. Like you had your kids, you had your beautiful daughters. That's definitely something beautiful. But you know today, like looking back, that you would have waited a little bit more. And I love that advice because sometimes we are just so rushed into believing that if I don't take that opportunity now, it's never going to happen again. Right. Right. So thank you for sharing that. Amy, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, I think most people do know, but when I meet new people that I'm just getting to know, they are always unbelieving when I tell them that I am actually an introvert and I'm very, very, very shy because I will get up in front of a room and give a presentation with no problem, but it's it's very, very hard for me to do something like that. It actually takes me a long time to recover from. I'm a, I am a textbook introvert. If you look up the word introvert in the dictionary, there's my picture and it says right underneath there, Amy Parson classic textbook example of an introvert. It's me. For example, I hate talking on the phone. And that's one of the things that really bugs most of my friends and even my mom before she lived with me. I hate talking on the phone. It's an introvert thing. So. (laughs) And just by you coming here and doing a boudoir session, it says how much you have come out of that shell. Yeah. You have to be appreciative about this because by by being an intro, introvert, you're definitely putting yourself out there. And especially like doing a boudoir session, which is like very intimate. Mm-hmm. And you actually took this step. So, you know, acknowledge this because it's very important of how that big step that you have took ahead of you and just doing the podcast too. Uh, you know, this is another thing that I completely, I, I can relate to you, especially when you say like, I don't like to talk on the phone. This was something that I, I, it was me. I had to practice a lot, especially now that I, this is the way that I actually talk and meet people. But it took me a while to get there. And I like to joke, like whenever I'm doing a session, there are some parts of the session that I have to, to crack a joke with one of, a few of the ladies. And then I'm like, Fake it until you make it mm-hmm. the same way here. So the more we do something, the, the more you used to we get to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a self-preservation tactic that most introverts have. You might be an introvert, closet introvert, but we, we crack a lot of joke. We say a lot of silly things. I make a lot of faces, anything to kind of break that tension that isn't necessarily there, but as an introvert, you feel like it's there. So, yeah. And going back to what you said about coming out of my shell and and taking that step to do the boudoir session with you, I think most of the ladies would agree that you make that a lot easier for us by your personality. You make it very welcoming and comfortable and non-judgmental, which is, I think, huge. So thank you for that. It would. I don't think I could have done it with anybody else, honestly. I didn't know what to expect when I got here. And if you had been, if I had gotten any kind of inkling that you were going to judge me or look at me funny, I probably would have put my clothes back on and left. So thank you. 
I feel so happy to hear that. And uh, you have no idea how that really validates what I'm doing here. And it makes it even hard to put into words to express how wonderful this is. It's a beautiful feeling, okay? And I'm, I'm happy that in a way... I was able to help. And not only you, but so many of the ladies that walk here. Everybody has a different story and a different reason. But that that sense of I am enough, I love myself the way that I am. This sense, it's something that, you know, just by coming out here and then having that experience and showing you the pictures, it's definitely something that warms my heart. And I'm so happy that we were able to accomplish that with you. Yeah, I think definitely speaking for myself and maybe other ladies walking in here, I did not feel that way. I didn't. I definitely can't say that I was walking in here saying I'm beautiful the way I am or I'm enough. But by the time I walked out, I th- that had gone up a few notches. So definitely, it's like an intensive therapy session. Funny that you say that because I kind of joke about it. I'm not taking anybody's place into the therapy world. I'm not a therapist, but. I would say that this kind of helps. It, it serves as a purpose of doing therapy with some people too, sure. which I love. Yeah, and that was before I even saw the pictures. That was like just just the experience of, you know, putting on next to nothing and having somebody gushing over how you look. <laughs> I think that would make anybody feel great. So, yeah, for sure. I'm glad. Ah, <laughs> it warms my soul. <laughs> Okay. Share with us, what are your guilty pleasures? Anything that you have in mind? I just want to know. So I think right now my my guilty pleasure, I hate reality TV, generally speaking, but big but. I have gotten myself caught up in the whole 90 day fiance world because if anybody out there watches it, it's become like 90 day fiance and then like 15 spinoffs in different directions and I watch all of them because it's a big train wreck that I cannot stop looking at. (laughs) That's funny. I used to watch it. You have to keep watching it. It gets better. (laughs) It's all those beautiful, uh, funny, interesting stories that they're actually real life and then you can actually see like your neighbor can be somebody like that yeah exactly it kind of gives you the feeling like you're not you're not the the craziest person out there (laughs) when you're out dating it's hard dating at our age but you know in your 50s like some of these women and you're looking overseas at some 20 year old and it goes south the way that some of these go some of them turn out nicely i think there was a brazilian girl that came that she her and her husband are very happily married and have i think two kids now but and those are great stories those are the boring ones (laughs) I do the follow ones are the a ones few. that go bad. <laughs> I go on Instagram. I actually give like a follow on a few of them, like on my yeah. favorite ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, I'm guilty there too. Don't yeah, worry. Okay, We're together, sister. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and what makes you feel sexy? Wine. <laughs> Great. Keep going. Wine. Wine. Okay, so wine and a and a really good hair day for sure. Yeah. I loved uh, your option that you picked for your session, that you did your hair the way you did. And ladies, by the way, you can come as you wish. Like your hair can be your natural hair. Sometimes if you feel like you want to add a little bit more volume, you can also apply extensions. Our makeup artist will gladly do this. 
And Amy, actually, you applied a few extensions, which was amazing. And she was kind enough to share with us where she got them from. And now the the emails with recommendations, uh, I'm actually including Amy's vendor right there, too. Just so you know. (laughs) I loved it. Cool. Very, very beautiful. Share with us a defining pivotal moment in your life. I, I think for most women with kids, it's probably the birth of our kids. Yeah, because now suddenly you're responsible for other people other than yourself, and it's uh, it, it becomes a really big deal. Yeah, for sure. That's the moment when you realize, oh, I'm things a, I'm got a real up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things got real. Things mm-hmm. just got real. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And I have daughters, so it's uh, it's even more, it's even harder. I think. Not that it's not not that it's not hard having boys, but I think having girls, especially nowadays, is just a it's speaking of you know trying to be beautiful and trying to love yourself and stuff. Trying to instill that well, trying to instill that in your daughters when you don't feel that way about yourself is is hard enough. But you know, just like you said, you fake it till you make it. And I think I've done that with my daughters. They're not aware of my insecure. Well, that's a lie. They're aware of my insecurities, but I think I instilled in them enough growing up that it's not that you shouldn't base it on what other people think that you shouldn't base it on what the standards are supposedly out there you know that it's all you know within yourself I think I've done that pretty well with them and they're very very confident secure young ladies and I'm very proud of them yeah (laughs) this is beautiful and I agree with you when you say it's harder in a certain way to raise daughters if we are talking about the self-love point of view Because we are bombarded with so much media showing how you're supposed to be, what you should do. And I am actually glad that these days things are changing a little bit. It's like a dent on the universe, but it's happening. Mm -hmm. And people are actually seeing themselves in a different way. They don't want to be commanded by what the media says. They don't want to Mm -hmm. be just doing a certain diet because somebody else is doing. No, people are actually looking for things that are more meaningful to them. And I'm not here body shaming anybody. If you are skinny, if you are chubby, if you are, you know, it doesn't matter. This is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about who you are and uh, accepting yourself as you, but like mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Because when you see those pictures, they don't represent you. But now we have more and more of these positive messages going out there that you can actually start seeing more people that represent you. And I'm glad for that because I also have a daughter and I want her to love herself for who she is. Mm -hmm. The same thing with me. It took me, it was a process with me. It took me some time to get where I am now, where I don't obsess about being skinny, being, you know, I just let my body tell me what is normal, what is natural to me. Not only is a boudoir and glamour session the number one gift for yourself because you will be creating the most stunning portraits you have ever seen of yourself, but it can also be the best gift for your significant other too. Every photo session is a boutique experience here at Boudoir Plus Glamour by Daisy, and it's customized to each of our clients. We shoot everyday women just like you, so no worries, we have got you covered. Our expertise is posing you from head to toe to flatter every beautiful curve you have. Professional hair and makeup included in every session. 
Our studio is located in Frederick, Maryland. Find us on Facebook at Boudoir by Daisy or text us at 240-397-9611 to schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more details about booking a session. Now, back to our bombshells. Amy, share with us your motto or a favorite quote that you would like to leave here on the podcast to our listeners. So growing up, my mom used to always say to me, it is what it is. And I hated when she would say that. I hated it because I didn't growing up believe that it is what it is, that you could you should be able to make it what it is and not it is what it is. But now as I'm, I've gotten older and realized that she was right, of course, I, I say it myself quite often because, and I think it's part of my process in getting to a point where I'm letting things go instead of obsessing over trying to control everything. So yeah, it is what it is and it sucks sometimes, <laughs> but it's true. You can't really control everything, you know, as much as you, you try, you can't. So And I think this is biggest, the biggest part, the biggest lesson that we are here for. We are learning how to deal with certain situations that sometimes are not uh, what makes us happy. And sometimes you want to hold into something so hard and you believe that this is destined to you. This is what is going to make you happy. But in, in reality, it's actually sucking that beautiful and positive energy out of you. Like just to compliment the it is by it is quote that you just mentioned, I would just add bless and let it go. It is what it is, bless and let it go. So if something is not meant for you and something's definitely taking away your time, your energy, bless and let it go. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I think your mom is very smart, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just realized that after we become yeah. mothers ourselves. <laughs> That's usually what happens. I hope my girls come to that realization someday about me. <laughs> and they are. You're actually being a good... You, you don't think so. You don't give yourself enough credit, but you are a, a very beautiful role in their lives. And maybe they're not able to express themselves as much right now, but just by being who they are and even teaching you things that you wish you, you had known when you were younger yourself. Yeah. I mean, you see it on like in them. Definitely. But at some point... Yeah. You come to the realization too. So. It makes a circle. Yeah, we all we always end up realizing that our mothers were right, I think, as we get older. And we have our own kids and we deal with the same things that they were dealing with. Even though times are so different, I think fundamentally we deal with the same kinds of things with our daughters. So Sometimes it's necessary that we experience a little bit of hardship or darkness So we are able to appreciate when the light is here, you know, and you have to open yourself. You have to open yourself up for the abundance of love, of anything that is positive that comes to you. And you want to hold into that because you already know how it, it, how it feels to be lower, like to be on the bottom. So it's important that we acknowledge when we have something positive in our lives. What was the lesson that you took out of uh, taking the step and doing a boudoir session? And what is the final takeaway for you? So the, the backstory to how I ended up here was I, a few years ago, was in a relationship with somebody. It was He was a narcissist, and 
And I know that word gets thrown around a lot these days, but he was actually, I learned a lot about what a narcissist is after my relationship with him ended. I didn't realize it at the time, but fast forward to, you know, four years later of this on and off horrible relationship, the end of it, one of the last things that he had said to me, which was a typical narcissistic thing to do, which is to break me down, is he took all the things that I was insecure about and he kind of threw them at me before never speaking to me again. And, you know, some of those things that he had said was that I was, you know, overweight and that I was going to be single for the rest of my life and that um, I, my confidence sucked and that I wasn't going to go anywhere with my job. And, you know, just basically all the things that I had always gone to him and worried about. Um, he just kind of threw them right back at me and basically slammed the door in my face. So when that ended, that that relationship ended in 2018 at the, you know, halfway through 2018, it took me about two years to really pull myself out of the depression that that left me in. Because when he said those things to me, it just brought all those things back to the surface that I always worried about myself. And I believed them. I really did. And I lived for two years telling myself he's right. I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm, you know, nobody's ever going to want me. Um, I am overweight. And, you know, as a result, I ended up like gaining more weight and, you know, just really doing a number on myself. So at some point in last year in 2020, during a pandemic of all things, I think because I was home so much and I was doing a lot of, you know, self-reflection and I made a decision to pull myself out of that and come back out and, you know, start dating again and and find myself again. And I lost a whole bunch of weight. I, I didn't see it because obviously we weren't going anywhere. So no, <laughs> so I wasn't putting on anything other than sweatpants. But one of the things that I had always been curious about was these boudoir photo shoots because, and I think we talked about this earlier, I always had the impression that the women who were doing these were, you know, these cocky, arrogant, you know, full of themselves, confident women who are like, oh, yeah, I look hot in a, in, you know, a lingerie negligee or whatever. And I would look at them and be like, wow, so I want to be like that. Like, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could just be this confident. And maybe if I faked it, if I went and got these pictures taken, I could come out, you know, looking at myself the way that other people have said to me, you know, you're pretty, whatever. And coincidentally, right around that time, you had posted something on, I think, one of the, like the Frederick County something. I don't know. It popped up. And I was like, oh, well, here's one right, you know, in my backyard. So I reached out to you. And but in I think that was like in October and my session wasn't until January. So I had like these four months or whatever to like really stress about it. <laughs> and I came up with every excuse not to do it. And you were like, no, it's going to be great. It'll be great. It'll be fun. And I remember that. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a rough few months. But that's what ultimately brought me to it is I wanted to see what other people saw, not what my ex was claiming that I was, which I know now after having, you know, learned about it and and gotten through it is, you know, that was just his his final way of of kind of making me feel less than less than him. But I wanted to see I wanted to be able to look at a picture of myself and see what other people were saying about me and I came in not knowing what to expect. And again, like I said before, if I had walked in here and at any point thought that you were you were looking at me like what? Because that's what I expected, really. I wasn't ex I didn't know what to expect, except that you would look at me and be like, are you serious? You want to do this? 
but you didn't. And it ended up being such a fun experience. And, and I think you did, I don't, I don't know if you'd done this for the other ladies, but you showed me when I came back to look at my pictures, the, the very first picture that you took of me and the very last picture that you took of me. And I could see right there in front of me, the difference between this like defeated, broken, miserable person to this confident, to this girl that I had seen in other pictures, like this cocky, arrogant, you know, self-centered, what I thought, you know, and it was, it was great. It was, it was like an intense therapy session is like, is what I think I called it. So I still have a long way to go, I think, to get my confidence to a place where I'm content, but that was definitely like a good boost. (laughs) And you know that I'm here for you. I know. Yeah. And you, and even, I mean, before that and after that, you've been, you've been great. So, yes. but that was definitely a big help. And I, I feel like I want to do it again someday. So I, like I said, I'm here for you. <laughs> I will be here for you. And I am already envisioning what we could do for a second session yeah. if you want to do it. <laughs> I think one of the things I had said when I came in here today about, you know, just going back to the whole looking at pictures of women who do this and thinking that this is, that they're all like these self-centered you know, bitches. Can I say that word? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) But then, you know, hearing the stories and seeing what people post on your page and just hearing all the stories, like if we're all like, we all have this like common thread of we want to feel empowered. We want to feel beautiful. We want to feel confident. And the ironic part is that we all already are, but we don't see it. And it takes like having to see ourselves through someone else's eyes to really, to really believe it. And so, no, I wasn't calling anybody in any of the pictures <laughs> self-centered because I they're definitely not. But um, now I know. Yeah, I feel like that's it's a great way to feel empowered and to take back that that confidence for sure. Yeah, I'm so glad for that. Naomi. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> can I cry? <laughs> okay, Amy. Now that you have officially become a bombshell, because I know I say that to everybody. You are a bombshell. I just need to have a chance to show you that. And we did. So now that you have become a bombshell, what does that word mean to you? Well, it it means something different to me now than it did before I was, (laughs) before I was one. You know, I used to think the word bombshell, you kind of associate it with someone who's confident and self-absorbed and self-centered and, you know, beautiful, obviously. But now I think it's representative of, of every woman. I think we all have an inner bombshell. It just needs some coaxing out, you know, and you have to find a way to get it out, whether it's to have your pictures done or, you know, to do something that makes you feel empowered to the one of the podcasts, the woman who was the police officer. She said, you know, that was such an empowering moment for her. So it just, I think it just takes something to pull that bombshell out of you, for sure. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be pictures, but that's, I mean, that helps. <laughs> it's important that we know that we have that inside of us. Mm-hmm. And if pictures are definitely something that is going to help, you know, I, I'm here in Triodes to definitely help on that matter. Yeah. But there's, like you say, like there's so many ways that you can do this. Yeah. And it shouldn't be only one. This is something that we should we should keep working on ourselves mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. Because it is also going to be shown to the other people that are around us that 
are, that we love and we're actually serving as an example. Of course, you're not doing this because you want to be an example. You're doing this for yourself. But by doing this for yourself, you're actually influencing the other people around you. And this is such a beautiful and empowering feeling to have. As you know, I have a part of the interview that I call the crown forward. You're actually asking a question to our next bombshell that will be interviewed. What would you like to ask her? So piggybacking off of what we just talked about, what what moment in your life did ma made you feel like a bombshell? Something that made you feel empowered other than the pictures that we've done here, because I think that that's a given for everybody. Something else in your life that made you feel very empowered. That's I love that question. question. Yeah. I love it. Love it. But you also know that you have your question too to answer. Our previous bombshell, Jasmine, left a question here for you. And she wants to know, Amy, what is your favorite form of self-care or self-love? So lately, because I don't have a lot of time to myself anymore... Being an introvert, that's very, very important. For me, it's probably taking time at the very end of the day to just kind of go in my room and be alone and either read or I take a bath or just listen to music or play solitaire on my phone or Candy Crush, just something that I'm doing by myself with nobody else around. It's, it's, it's really important for me to have that every day at the end of my day to help me kind of recharge and find myself again. It's the moment that you can reconnect and get out of this whole rush that we have yeah. every day in our lives. For Wonderful. Sure. Oh, Amy, thank you again so much for the honor to be here interviewing you. And as you know, this is not for me. This is for my bombshells. This is just a, a form of expression It's an artistic form of expression for these ladies. And it, that, the most beautiful part about it is that it, it helps other people. So I appreciate that you were here and that you allowed me to enter your life a little bit. And then you're actually helping those many other beautiful ladies that are listening to you. Thank you so much. And keep going. Keep moving. Keep moving forward. You are amazing. And I definitely... I'm excited with the possibility of us doing a second session. I really hope <laughs> that very happens. Possible. <laughs> very possible. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And we'll see you at the next episode of the Bombshell Tells All, the show. Ladies, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to share the positivity and love with your friends by subscribing and sharing this message so we can continue producing more content for you. And remember, self-love starts within. I am your host and photographer, Daisy Teixeira, with The Bombshell Tells All, the show. <laughs>